Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still David Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to another episode of Ringing the Blues, the official Wickham Wanderers podcast. Right, coming up on this week's show, we have all of the action and reaction from the game against Rotherham at Adams Park. We hear about level playing fields, week of action and Wickham Wanderers Disabled Supporters Association's role in that too. Uh, there was a stag do in town from Scotland, but without a stag. More of that later. But first, let's not waste any more time. Let's head to Uri in Mexico City for the full League One results. We are ringing the blues from Mexico City. My name is Uri and here are the results for League One. Accrington Stanley 2, Charlton Athletic 1, AFC Wimbledon 0, Lincoln City 2, Bolton Wanderers 0, Plymouth Argyle 1, Burton Albion 3, Fleetwood Town 2, Doncaster Roberts 0, Gillingham 1, Ipswich Town 0, Portsmouth 0, MK Dons 1, Wigan Athletic 1, Morecambe 1, Cheltenham Town 3, Sheffield Wednesday 6, Cambridge United 0, Shrewsbury Town 1, Oxford United 2, Sunderland 2, Crew Alexandra 0, Wickham Wanderers 0, Rotterdam United 0, snore, I'm snoring because of that 0-0, but we can also read that 0-0 as an arm wrestle. You know, an arm wrestle that had no winner, it was even. But Cherbo is Spanish this week. Uh, you know, on Saturday, Adebayo Akinfengwa destroyed a wee Scotsman in an arm wrestle. So Cherbo is Spanish is arm wrestle, arm, brazo, wrestle, lucha. You know, like lucha libre, like wrestling. So arm wrestle, lucha de brazos. But in Spanish, we simply call it... Fuercitas, like little forces, fuercitas. Hey, Phil, let's play some fuercitas. Let's do some arm wrestle. So, arm wrestle, fuercitas. Back to England with my amigo, Phil Catchball. Until next week. Top of the table, Rotherham were Adams Park and their fans were absolutely dreading it. Strange, really, because it must be a bit like looking into a mirror and hating your own reflection when you're a Rotherham fan watching Wickham. Two good teams cancelled each other out. It finished nil-nil and Wickham probably shaded the second half, but it was a decent point for Rotherham and another step closer to them returning back to the championship automatically. Not a disaster for Wickham, nine games to go. After the game, I spoke to Gareth Ainsworth and Joe Jacobson. It'll 
David defenders today? Yeah, um, not just that. I thought there was some of the play attacking wise, Daryl Hogan, uh, G Mike, Anis Mamete, you know, you know, and Brandon Volksy, Akin Fen were all on the pitch with attackers. I thought they were they were sensational with some of their play, you know. I think it's a million miles away from this team was even two or three years ago, never mind uh, two or three weeks ago. We, we really can um, tear teams apart, but it's just that final bit of sticking it in the goal, you know, some fantastic play, some great crosses, some good efforts at goal. All to vain because it was a, it was a nil-nil, but um, I'm proud of the performance. We play like that again on Tuesday night. There'll be an undoubted three points here, and, uh, and that's what we've got to do because uh, we're good enough to be in, in around this top six. Uh, Wickham Wanderers, probably the better team in the second half, is that fair to say? Oh, well, I'm glad you were saying it because I certainly thought it. Um, and in the first half, I thought probably edged the chances, even though it was very, very, very tight, you know. But um, no, really, really proud of the boys. Like I said, the effort's fantastic. The, the way we're playing now, um, that's it, transition from probably um, this this team into into a, a new sort of style. Um, the boys are really confident on the ball at the moment, and, uh, and I'm loving to see that. You know, I'm, I'm even trying to get them to settle the ball down a bit more. But um, they're really they're really doing well for me, and uh, I'm proud of every one of them. And the results elsewhere. I mean, it must be heading looking at the, those coming in. It's going to happen. You know, we've all got to play each other. But top of the table, would you have taken a point before today? No, I wanted three, and I believe we could get three. We had a great week's training, and I thought the game we probably deserved three. You know, but you got to credit rather on the top of the league. Uh, Paul Warren's a very good manager and he's organised, you know, he's credited me before the game for being organised and I'm proud of that but he's very, very organised as well and when you've got someone like Wood at the back there organising his defence and, and his old sergeant major almost, you know, and, uh, and the way he does it and, and you know, it's pays dividends because they they filled that box when we were trying to get in there and, uh, you know, I think Anthony Schutz had a great chance just at the back stick just the other side of the post, wingy shots just, just shy of the post um, and a tapping at the end for someone who can get across the uh, the six-yard box, but you know it wasn't it wasn't to be today. Um, we, you know, drawing against the league leaders, there's no shame in that. But performance is what I'm about, always will be, and that was good enough for me. A lot of respect between the two teams. You don't often see the two managers doing their pre-match interview together. No, I know, and we could have done the post-match together, you know, because he's a great guy, Paul. Um, I think. As I said before the game, Wickham Wanderers and Rotherham United, amongst you Wiggins, Sheffields, Boltons, Charltons, Sunderlands, Portsmouth, Sheffield Wednesdays, you know, it's fantastic. It's fantastic for what he's done for Rotherham United. I hope he gets the credit he deserves. Um, and likewise, I'm really proud of the boys and everyone who's worked at this club to accelerate it to where it is today because not long ago we were scrapping just to stay in this league would have taken a point or stay in the league one and goal difference now I'm getting sick about not being back in the championship this is brilliant but you know it's uh, it's something that we're going to have to deal with uh, and I, I, I love it I want to deal with that because it means we're a good side we're a good league one side um, we need to be in that top six come the end of the season I really think we, we can make that uh, and we've got a squad good enough to make that um, nine games to go 27 points I want to that may not happen. We'll see how many we can get. Well, it starts on Tuesday here against Fleetwood Town. Uh, a game that's been brought forwards, but a good opportunity to get those three points. Yeah, um, Fleetwood, a, a good side. You know, they've, uh, they've had a change of management. Uh, I remember up there, the pitch was was quite dodgy, but uh, we went three-one up, and then they pegged us back. 
with a couple of substitution changes. We've got to be uh, we've got to be ready for anything, and, and it could be that some members of the squad who haven't been in the starting eleven may may come into the starting eleven because that's that's football, that's the modern game, and uh, Joe Jacobson, you know, prime example of, of the modern game and, and being needed at the uh, at the crucial moment because Jordan Abita, uh, he was ill this morning, um, and, and Joe, you know, he won't mind me saying, but Joe wasn't down to start today. Um, but if there's anyone you want who you know did it right on a Friday night hoping for a start it would be Joe Jacobson and I thought he was, uh, he was outstanding really good for, uh, for that back four today Tafazoli, Stuart, McCarthy and then they got David Stockdale behind them you know what, what a presence and what a keeper he is so day for the defenders but you know I've got a lot of credit for the attackers in the midfield there because I thought the creativity was very good the way we uh, got behind Rutherland was very good a lot better than what they did to us but unfortunately we just didn't get that goal um, Tuesday, hopefully there'll be a few more. Illness withdrawals on the day of the game, that's almost become the norm for a lot of teams this season. Is it a new yeah. thing to deal with? Uh, yeah, but... Um you know, I think being calm before the game, you know, not making any dramas about it, making sure that during the week everybody knows the tactics, everybody knows how we're going to play and what we're going to play. And, and, and I think a real lesson of those, if you're not in the team, listening to what's going on and, and knowing how you play. Uh, and I'm lucky it was Joe Jacobson, my captain, who will uh, take everything in during the week and he was, uh, he was champing at the bit. Like I said, I thought he had a great game. Um, but I thought everyone else did as well and uh, looking forward to choosing him. Uh, Joe, a day for defenders today, 0-0, a, a tough game as well. Yeah, it was tough. Look, they're top of the league. They're a big, strong outfit. They're, they're very good at what they do. They're very similar to us, really, in the, in the way they play. So, you know, we've had battles with them over the last couple of years where the games haven't kind of been great. There's not a lot of, um, you know, passing flow in football that goes on. But today, I thought we, we kind of did do that a lot, uh, especially in the second half. And I thought there was one team going to go on and win the game. It was it was us. And as defenders, you want to get a clean sheet, which we did. And we, we stopped then having many real chances today. And on another day, we, we get one in the other end. But it's a good solid point against the top of the league and, you know, keeps our little unbeaten run going now. And from your point of view, Gareth Ainsworth has explained, you weren't in the starting lineup at the start of the day, but you were, and with the catcher's armband at kickoff. Yeah, I found out literally at half one today that I was... Um, I was going to be involved. I didn't. I didn't even know before that that John was ill or anything like that. I just had a, a phone call in the way and just saying, "Be ready, be prepared." Which um, you know, I, I do. I'm not someone who's going to you know mess around. Training yesterday I probably did a bit too much than I, than I would have done normally. But you know, I'm always ready. I'm always preparing. Like I'm, I'm going to be involved. I've been around the place long enough to to know things can change at last minute. And you know, I was delighted when the captain pulled me and said I was I was back in. And fortunate for Jordan being ill. But for me, you know, personally, it was great. And to get a clean sheet at the end of it is. Uh, is even better. And back at left back of a back four as well. Yeah, I mean, look, I've probably played 500 games there in my career, so it's it's nothing new to me to to play there. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it wherever I'm playing. I, I I enjoy it just being on the pitch, and it makes you realise missing out on a few games, not being involved, is is, is horrible. You don't don't enjoy it. Don't like being at, at the games when I'm when I can't be on the pitch helping out. But today it was great, and I and I spoke to the boys before the game and said, you know, don't take anything for granted. You know. These games, they come and go, and, and make sure you remember them, don't leave anything out there. It's been nil-nil twice now against Rotherham, who at times have run away with this division at the top. Uh, does that show how far Wickham have come this season as well? 
yeah, I was speaking to some of their players during the game and they said they would have snapped their hands, our hands off for a nil-nil. So it shows you know, where we've been in recent weeks. I know we had a bit of a bad spell, but seem to have put that behind us and we, we've changed the way we're playing a little bit and, and we're doing really well. And you know, like I said, on another day, we, we, we win two or three nil today and um, I thought we, we played really well. Difficult conditions, the pitch was a little bit dry and bobbly and bouncy at times, so it's hard to get the, the, the ball down. But as the longer the game went on and, and opened up, I thought we really showed our class. We've seen the boys up front. I thought Anis G, Matt, Darrell, you know, behind Vokes, who were great today. And like I said, on another day we take three points, but it's a point to build on, a clean sheet. And, um, you know, important now on Tuesday, we back that with a win. And results elsewhere have gone against Wickham today, but there's a lot of teams up there involved. There will be teams playing each other and dropping points. But today it went against Wickham in, in pretty much every way it could. Uh, were the boys aware of that afterwards? Yeah, look, you, you do look. Of course, you of course you look. It's everywhere. You can't not look. You have people, boys have got apps on the phone. There's Sky Sports is on in, in the uh, in change room, things like that. So, you know, straight after the game, you know what's happened. You have a look yourself because you want to see where you're at. If, of course, you do. Um, the start of the season doesn't really matter, but when there's you know eight, nine, ten games to go, it, it does matter. And we, you know, as much as we do look elsewhere, we've just got to concentrate on ourselves. We've got to make sure that that we win. That's all we can do. And if results go our way, great. And if they don't, then so be it. We'll, we'll make sure that when there's an opportunity that other teams lose, then we take full advantage. Nine games to go, 27 points available. So it could be the automatics is still on. If you win all of them, Gareth said, the, the, the nine games. Starts on Tuesday night at home against Fleetwood and a bit of history with Fleetwood with the playoffs a couple of years ago. Will that play into it? No, I think the, the teams have changed so much since then. There's, there's probably only four or five of their players. We've still got quite a few that, that remember it and, and it's good to remember those days and, and those performances. And, um, you know, we were really disappointed up there to, to come away with a, with a draw in the end. I thought we, we dominated them first half, could have been four or five nil up and, and eventually drew the game, which we weren't too happy about. So we've got one to kind of put right there, uh, as it were. And, you know, it's tough. They've they started off the game really well. We know they were two up and I think they lost 3-2 in the end today. So they've got good attacking players. They've they're probably fighting for their lives at the minute with um, with where they are on the table and it's going to be a really tough game so you know but like the gaffer's probably said you know if we keep our standards as high as we have done in the last three games and then, then i'm sure we've got no reason why we can, can't win the game after the run without a win do you feel now that you've turned the corner as a squad two wins and a draw against top of the league it's shaping up well for the running yeah uh, you know the atmosphere around the place not that it changes too much but you do you, naturally you, you, you're desperate for that win you want to try everything you can to try and get the win the boys are doing extra training gaffers trying new things so it was uh, it was important we, we turned it as soon as we can and, and it looks like the last three games i think you know you can tell by the performances that you know we've played better than we did in those games a lot of them we were unlucky to, to come away with draws or, or defeats but now we've got the wins under our belt and, and a point again today is another point in the right direction but so we need to back it up now with uh, more performances and more more victories because the the points now really really matter so as you can imagine the Rodman fans had a great time at Adams Park yesterday strap yourselves in it's the opposition view Bloody horrible game to watch. I was expecting a good game today. It were awful. <laughs> but then again, isn't it always awful against Wickham? We never really played any football today, and the ball was up in the air far too much. And not just from Wickham either, because we were as guilty as they were of just hoofing the ball upfield. I really hope 
we don't have to play then next season. <laughs> or any time, for that matter. LGD. Uh, I, I can't take another game of football <laughs> against them. I know we weren't much better, but their keeper was time-wasting six minutes in. A point gained, but not sure why we get involved with the head tennis, at which we're inferior when we were so clearly superior to them on the deck. C.A. Miller. Two positives from that game. We didn't lose, and with a bit of luck, we won't have to play them again this season. Actually, make that three positives. Another clean sheet, and that's now 630 minutes in the league since we conceded a goal away from home. Pocket Rocket. Wickham are awful. I'm sorry, but Ainsworth is a poor manager. Imagine having such a lack of faith in your ability as a manager that you resort to those tactics. Truly the worst team I have ever witnessed, by far. Ever, ever, ever. Avondale Miller. Pros. We got a point, and hopefully no injuries, apart from the severe headaches from all the heading. And hopefully we won't play them again for a while. Cons. What an effing horrible team Wickham are. Stockdale was wasting time from the first goal kick. The two teams hardly passed the ball between them. Just hoofed it everywhere. Sean. Basically, the Millers and Wickham both did a Wickham and played the dullest football ever. Brian Crook. That's how Wickham play, though. Awful team to watch. No quality or talent in the side, so they have to resort to time-wasting and fouling and fading injury. Same old Wickham, always cheating. Mark Gambit, 87. That were a good point, considering the franchise Wigan result. But Wickham really are turning into a bogey team for us. We never seem to be able to impose ourselves upon them and always defer to their style of football. Joel. Our two nil-nils against Wickham this season might actually be the two worst games of football ever. Great stuff. Right, good luck to Rotherham for the rest of the season and congratulations on reaching Wembley 2 in the Pizza Trophy. Stick around, we've got news of that Scottish stag do coming up. But first, this. Saturday marked the start of the level playing field's week of action at Wickham Wanderers. This is an annual period of inspiration and celebration of good access and inclusion at all sports venues across the UK. The Chief Executive of Level Playing Field, Owen Davis, came down to Wickham on Saturday to see what was going on. Yeah, that's right. Delighted to be here and, and really, really happy to be kind of celebrating this kind of campaign with clubs across the country. But today, Wickham Wanderers is the spotlight for, well, for me in particular. We've got colleagues at other clubs in Tranmere yesterday and uh, Blackpool today and, 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 and everywhere else as well. So for fans who don't know, tell us a little bit about Level Playing Field. Sure. Level Playing Field is a charity that represents the views of disabled fans 
we we work and, and we work with fans, represent the, the ma- real life match day experience, and look to kind of improve on that as well. So we work, then proactively work with clubs, share the best you know good examples of what can be done so that we can make it more accessible, that disabled fans can have a you know an equality of choice, and that we can have a genuine level playing field. And that's kind of what the charity's goal is: is is representing the views of fans and supporting clubs in making the game more accessible, uh, you know, for fans and their families. What are the challenges? Because a lot of these stadiums have been built for many, many years. Is it, is it about adaption? Well, I think, you know, you can probably get these three kind of key areas. There's the physical environment, you know, about kind of gaining access. You know, there's the awareness around kind of disability. So often people look for physical disabilities, but there's also the non-visible disabilities and awareness around that. And then just attitudes of people as well. You know, what can we do about being more accessible? And, and also what can, you know, fa- you know, fans without disabilities, what can they do to kind of make it a more of a welcoming, inclusive environment as well? So, so those are the kind of the three broader areas that we kind of look at and to kind of make it more accessible and to address. So for Wicked fans listening to this, what can they do to make it a, a much better environment? Well, I think, we, you know, w- what we've done is to really recognise the kind of the importance of life sport is not to be, you know, undervalued. So I think one of the things is, you know, if you, you're being conscious of where you're sitting and the language that we might use is really important. You know, you know the kind of, the, you know, the term banter is obviously something which is kind of often used, but actually when we're using kind of like in disability slurs for anything particular, it's to kind of refrain from those kind of areas. But then, but also as well, if it's about sight lines as well, you know, wheelchair users, for example, you know, sat in watching a game, if you stand up for a goal in front of a wheelchair user, they don't have the opportunity to move to find that kind of one. So it's being aware of those situations and, and kind of engage in that way as well. So so that's kind of one of the things they could do. If they want to get more involved and to, to push the agenda, you can go to our website, Level Playing Field, and, and kind of have a look at the kind of the work that we do and how they can support with that. And how are Wickham Wanderers getting on uh, in this pursuit of, of making things more accessible? I think you know, today is the, is, the, is, the, is the birthday of the Disabled Supporters Association, one, one year old today, and have already done a lot of work. You know, I think having that proactive relationship with a club where disabled fans can hear, hear a view and opinion and say, this is a challenge, how can we improve, come together with an idea is the great way of being able to deliver it. So, so I you know, really commend you know, the, the trust in setting that up, having that relationship with a club and being able to deliver it. You know, the accessible travels, talking to Peter about what they kind of do with that. It's a really good way of kind of bringing fans together, enjoying that. Um, audio descriptive commentary headsets, that's a really important side that we've seen as well. So, so there's really positive stuff going in. But it's important also to recognise that disability access, there isn't a kind of like a set place where you get to and we've, yes, we've done it, we've achieved it. It's an evolving nature. You know, once you kind of get there, then, you know, what do we do next? And we keep on evolving and having, you know, the, you know views of disabled fans making the changes, so it's appropriate changes as well. Peter Lerner is the chairman of the Disabled Supporters Association at Wickham Wanderers, and I spoke to him before the game too. Uh, Peter, you are the chairman of the DSA here at Wickham Wanderers, and it's the first birthday of the Disabled Supporters Association for Wickham. Happy birthday! It's thrilling. We, we never, we never thought we'd get this far so quickly. Thank you very much for the good wishes. And this is Wickham Wanderers' week of action now for the DSA. So, what's going on today here for the Rotherham game? For the Rotherham game, we've got level playing field, as you've just spoken to Owain. We've got all sorts of flags and bunting and badges and things for our disabled supporters, and we're just celebrating 
especially the fact that we're here and we've done so much already. So what has been achieved in this last year and what's coming? Wow. Well, the first thing that we did, and just to go back a little bit in time, is having amassed all our members. There's so many different disabilities. You can see a few people in wheelchairs at the moment, but there's people around here who've got disabilities that you and I can't see unless we know the people. So we contacted everybody and said, come around the ground and say what needs improving. And it's easy, really, because people who can't see very well, they say, I can't read that sign, can you make it a bit bigger? People who want to get into the bar here say, but there's a curb in the way, can you put a ramp there? People who are autistic get a bit frightened sometimes, and they need some help getting around. So we identified all of those things, and thankfully, because we've got some superb owners now, they agree that we should be helping people with disabilities. So things are starting to happen, things are much better than they have been. Uh, you particularly, Phil, you helped us on the um, radio commentary for people who can't see very well, and that's a fantastic innovation. Why didn't we think of it before? Well, we didn't, but we have now. So for people who are listening here, maybe themselves thinking, well, I want to come to Wickham Wanderers, I've never been before. People may have friends who think, actually, they would like to come. If they have concerns or, or specific needs, do they get in contact with yourself? They get in contact with myself at the moment. It's dead easy. It's DSA, Disabled Support. Association at www.fc.com couldn't be easier. They get in touch and we try and help whatever their problem is because it's dead easy to say no, but it's a real pleasure to say yes and actually help somebody. And it's the away travel part of it as well that's been really booming in this last year as well. So there's a special bus that goes to away games now. Special bus goes to some away games where we think the club will welcome us, and most clubs do welcome us, but some of them haven't got terribly good facilities for disabled people yet. But where it's good and where it's an interesting journey we go we went to Manchester City that was a fantastic experience we went to Sheffield Wednesday on the coldest day of the year although you go in commentary boxes you'll know what's cold but I reckon Sheffield Wednesday was cold and we're going to Wimbledon for the ground spotters amongst us it's a new stadium but it should be state of the art as far as disabled is concerned so if anybody wants to come on our disabled coaches specially adapted wheelchair hoist and we're a friendly bunch I, I believe you're coming actually I'm coming with you on the game to Wimbledon away. I'm really looking forward to it because there's some real characters here today as well. There certainly are some real characters and I hope you'll meet one or two of them. But yeah, um, we, they're a great bunch of people and they're loyal Wickham supporters to a man and woman, which is fantastic. Hello, Henning Wien here, German comedy ambassador. You are listening to Ringing the Blues. Woohey! Ever heard of a stag do without a stag? Well, that's what happened at Wickham on Saturday. Unfortunately, the groom tested positive for COVID, so couldn't make his own stag do. His mates and best man, though, they had a good afternoon, and I caught up with them before kickoff. We're in the Ignite Suite. There's a stag do in, which is not unusual for this, but this is an unusual stag do. There's no stag. Stuart, you're. Stuart, what's happened to the stag? You're the best man. This is your fault, right? Well, he's bottled it. <laughs> he's not here. What's happened? You had Wickham on his coupon a couple of weeks ago and you just let him down, so he was like, nah, sack, I'm not coming. But you guys have thought, we'll all come anyway, so you're all here. So Bye. You were here to see Wickham. We're here to cheer on the boys. <laughs> I'm detecting you're not locals. No. Why Wickham? So we watched Gillette Soccer Saturday back in, I think it was October, and we said the first non-Scottish team to score, that was where we were going, and it was Wickham. Morning, Wickham! Yay! So where are you guys all from in Scotland? Um, a town called Forfa, home of the Bridey. It's usually followed by nil. <laughs> <laughs> 
Matthias, this is a hell of a journey for you guys. When did you come down? We came down yesterday, early afternoon. Um, head back up tomorrow. The short heads. And when's when's the wedding? Uh, oh, May twenty seventh. What's what's the groom's name? Ryan. And is Ryan going to turn up for his wedding? Or are you going to have to stand in there as well? If you've met the woman, he's marrying you better. <laughs> well, it's a hell of a game you've picked because Wickham are playing a top of the league team, but you're right behind the chair boys today, right, guys? Absolutely. If the, if the chair boys are Wickham, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they might get in a playoff final as Wembley, 21st of May. Would you all come down to that one as well, or does that clash with the wedding? Are you getting the tickets? Maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Right, enjoy the day. Welcome to Wickham. Aye, thank you. Um, there's a few of the boys here that think they're, think they're big guys and they, they think they could take Akin Fenwa in, a, in an arm wrestle. Really? So if, if anyone could sort that out, uh, <laughs> J- call Jason Harris, uh, <laughs> then, then that would be appreciated. All right, you're going to be in here after the game? Absolutely. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. Thank you, mate. It was nil, nil. You've all had a good day, right? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Honestly, it's fucking brilliant. But I've got to say, he. <laughs> Sorry, language. Where's, your... Where's the shoes when you need them, right? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I can find it. Just pump me in an arm wrestle in two seconds. Guys, you're always welcome here at Adams Park. All our best to the groom. Any message for the groom? Ah, wonderful times in the Ignite Suite. If you want to celebrate a special birthday, a stag do, or any other event at the football, uh, it's a fantastic day out. I had my 40th birthday there a few years ago. To find out more, get in contact with the commercial chaps down at Adams Park. Right, that's it lot for this week. Many thanks to Owen Davis and the guys at Level Playing Field, Peter Lerner of the Disabled Supporters Association at Wickham Wanderers, and you guys for listening in. We'll be back next week with news of hopefully some more wins for the chairboys. In the meantime, come on you blues.